Welcome back, everyone, to Stadia Cast. I'm Bill. That's Lloyd. It's Stadia Cast. We talk about Stadia. Lloyd, what's going on, man? Not much, dude. I am under the weather. I've been sick for like the last three days, so I'm hoping that my voice holds out for this episode. I'll be drinking lots of liquid and eating lots of hulls to keep my voice from fading. Hulls. I okay. I hate cough drops. I cannot find a oh. cough drop that I like except for the ones that are essentially just candy. <laughs> and then they give me a stomach ache. So oh, really? I don't, yeah, I don't eat cough drops at all. I, I just suffer through it. Plus, wow. I, I used Hulse to have cherry is my thing. Oh, I love okay. Cherry. I used to have high blood pressure back when I was larger. And mm. um, I, w- I couldn't take cold medicine because that would exacerbate the problem. So I would just oh, have to right. suffer even worse through it. So I'm, I, you know, take care of yourself, people. Uh, listen, Yikes. this is not this is not a medical show. If you're looking for a medical show, <laughs> then check out the Docs podcast. It's a friend of, friends of mine from America's Next Top Podcaster do that show. Uh, so if you want a medical show, that one's for you. That's this is not a medical show. This is Stadia Cast. Before we get started, we record the show live every Sunday morning at 10 a.m. Eastern over at YouTube.com/StadiaCast. If you want to directly support Stadia Cast and you're here with us live. And you can use the super chat feature to make sure that we see your message at the end of the well and the second half of the show. We respond to every each and every uh, super chat. Um, so we've already had a couple of super chats come in. So big thank you to Ray, Sherrod and Lee Woods for sending in those super chats. You guys are fantastic. You can also if you're not here live or if you're here live, you can become a member of the channel. And that means that you'll get some videos early uh right here click on that join button right down below the video if you're watching this on youtube and if you are watching this on youtube and you think you know what i kind of want to listen to this on the go guess what go to anchor.fm slash stadiacast and you can download the show in whatever podcasting app that you want and be able to take this with you and sometimes we will put out bonus episodes like we did earlier this week so make sure that you guys check out our review of borderlands which lloyd and i posted i don't know what day was that like thursday yeah i think it was thursday thursday evening friday something, something like, like that, that. wow yeah. man <laughs> all I right remember this whole week's been a blur and bill you missed your chance to say this is your prescription for stadium news i thought you'd throw in another <laughs> medical joke after saying we're not a medical podcast oh man all right let's it i'm gonna delete everything and we're gonna start all over <laughs> and get it right <laughs> All right, let's let's get started. Uh, Lloyd, we start out, or, or listener, we start out every, every episode with uh, talking about what Lloyd and I have been playing. Lloyd, mm-hmm. I understand you have a story to tell. Yeah, so I, I've been playing a lot of Borderlands. Um, I'm trying to get the like get all the achievements. I'm down to one. I need to do the third circle of slaughter, which is I've tried like three times, and I fail on the last a wave or the second last wave in the last round so i play like 45 minutes and then i die at the end and it's super super frustrating but while playing it um i i had an issue with my controller so i have one of these amazing um founders edition stadia controllers and um since launch i've had a uh i've had an issue where this button uh the uh, the right button the right trigger button uh, if I look at it or breathe on it, it fires. So I have to. I had to change the way I game. So normally I'll I'll rest my fingers on the trigger, and then as I'm playing through, um, I I would hit the button, and you'd have to press it a little bit for it to go off. 
but I even just think of pressing the button and I fire. So I've had, I've already had to change my play style a little bit and it's not the end of the world, but that was a little bit of an issue. Um, but I developed another issue where my right or my left trigger was always pushed in. So I, I would, uh, I would be playing and I would just randomly zoom in. So I'd be trying to, to, to sprint and I would start kind of doing this thing where I'm like stuttering because I'm bringing up my gun to zoom in. Um, and I found that if I shook the controller, it would keep zooming in, zooming out. So I basically had to play um, like 10 hours or, or eight hours of, of Borderlands with my finger right here, holding the trigger up oh and only God. moving it and only moving it to push the trigger. It was so, so frustrating. So um, I contacted Stadia support and I was like, oh, I, this is happening this is a founder's controller. You can't get them anymore. I don't want to lose my controller. So what can be done? Is there is, is there like a software fix? Is there anything that I can do to fix it? And I went through a chat with um, a, a really awesome person uh, from Google. Um, their support is just absolutely fantastic. Um, went through that. They had me record a video. So I went into the game and I recorded a video with the record video button on my controller and sent it to them, which was a huge hassle because I had to upload it to Google Drive, which you can't get at your videos. So I ended up playing it on my phone and stream recording and sending it to them. And they're like, oh, no, we didn't mean that. We meant we want to record you with the controller on screen and the thing happening in the background. And I'm like, OK, so we spent 25 minutes trying to get that other video oh, done. OK, hey, let's do on this. A sec. One. Hold on a sec. That is a ridiculous ask for anybody <laughs> that does not have a, a, the, 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 the crazy setups that you and I have. Well, you, you have your phone and you record it with your phone and you do things. And oh, so it wasn't... yeah. All right. I get what you're saying now. I, I'm sorry. I was thinking another way. Go ahead. It was the, I, I was like, well, how the hell am I supposed to do that? And I'm like, oh, I should open OBS and I have my camera and I super, superimpose it. I'm like, oh, That's wait a what second. I, was I, have thinking. A I have a phone here. <laughs> so so I recorded the screen and <clears throat> I'm holding the controller. And then I, I moved the controller. And every time I did this, I was zooming in and out and shaking the controller. And then I was holding the controller still and I was zooming in and out. And the guy's like, oh, yep, nope, definitely a problem. All right, we're going to, I'm going to uh, escalate you to second tier support. What we'll do is we'll we'll get you uh, a replacement controller. So you'll send your controller in and then we'll send you another um, founder's controller. And I'm like, okay, but you have to be sure that it's another founder's controller because I want to put this on my shelf because I'm a Stadia founder and I do a podcast and I want to have this as a piece of history. He's like, okay, well, let me, let me just check something with my, um, supervisor and he comes back he's like okay well we don't have any more stadia founders so what we're going to do is we're going to give you a a code that allows you to order a controller for free off of our google store but you just have to wait for the second level tier second tier support to come back i was like amazing this is amazing thank you so much so the next morning at 8 a.m i get a phone call from mountain view california and i'm like oh that's just a spam call because i've been getting so many spam calls so i don't answer it and then I get an email immediately. He's like, we tried to contact you, but it went right to voicemail. And I'm like, ah, damn it. So I replied and said, yep, that just call back. I will happily answer you when you call back. Uh, 20 minutes later, I get another call from Mountain View, California. Talk to, uh, I can't remember the dude's name, uh, Tier 2 Support. He was he was like, yeah, you have a problem with your founders. I totally get how you don't want to get rid of it. Uh, we can give you a code. Uh, the video looked terrible. I don't know how you played Borderlands like that. And we're kind of joking a little bit. And yeah, he gave me a code. I ordered uh, my my replacement controller on like Monday. I Boy, think it if was. you don't stop right now and tell us what color you ordered, I'm going to reach through the internet and punch you. 
I was trying to hold it as long as possible <laughs> because I know that is the big question. So here's my here's my new box. Oh, uh, it's already here. Yeah, it's already here. I ordered it on Monday and it arrived on Thursday. And I don't know if you can see it. It's, oh, I can uh, see a green sheen to it. it. It's this guy. It is wasabi. Uh, oh. This I think is my favorite controller color uh, ever. Um, my white balance is blowing it out, yeah. but it's it's like this nice color of green, like mint green almost, like very very faded mint green, mint green. Uh, but then the sticks are like this bright neon green. Um, the new controller works fantastic. Um, Stadia support is um, like the best support that I've ever gone through. Um, it's right up there with Apple. Um, I, I was uh, super stoked um, that they were willing to, uh, to send a new controller uh, because of founders edition issue. I don't know if they do that for everybody. Um, so if you have like a standard edition, maybe they want to get your controller back so they can send you another white one or whatever. Um, but for them to uh, be cognizant about the fact that this is a limited edition controller and maybe people don't want to get rid of it. Uh, was a was a really cool experience so kudos to to google support um and that whole process uh it was like it was like a 40 minute text chat and then it turned into like a five minute phone call the next day and i have uh, my new wasabi controller already and playing borderlands is do you know how much better playing borderlands is when you don't have to lift the right the left trigger up so you <laughs> that you can stop zooming in all the time uh it is a whole different experience I I haven't had any problems with my controller yet, knock on wood. Uh, but if if I do, um, you're going to have to send me the screenshot of exactly what you said to them because <laughs> sure. I don't want to get rid of my founder's controller either. I think it looks awesome. I will say this. Uh, I wish, I really wish that they hadn't gone with a screwless design because... Mm. I don't know how I feel about that. Like, if, if there's a problem, then it's it's essentially dead. I saw a guy who tried to get into one of these <laughs> controllers on YouTube, and he ended up using a Dremel to cut into it because he didn't know what the inside was like. He didn't have the right tools to get in there, and uh, yeah. it, it was just kind of a disaster. And I think that that's a disaster. mistake. I think it's a mistake to not have uh, access by the end end user. And I will say this. It feels nice when you've got it like, okay, so he, let me give you an example. I was last night. I, I went to the uh, gym. I was on the treadmill walking uphill. Uh, I always I set it to 3.5 miles per hour and I set it at the highest incline. And um, there's a there's a couple of handles on in front of me and every once in a while I put my hands on there and on, on the underneath there's uh, screw holes. And instinctively, mm. when I put my hands on there, my ring fingers, they go right over the screw holes and I put my hand, my fingers on there every single time. I don't know why that is, <laughs> but on, on the Stadia controller, there's no screw holes and it feels really nice. But is that worth it? Is that worth the trade-off of not being able to try and repair this yourself? Like, earlier this week, my son came up. He had dropped his PS4 controller, and the left stick, like, it was, like, it was stuck, and you couldn't, like, mm. uh, you would move over to the left, and it would stay over there. So I did some research, and, uh, you know, I found that if you pull up on it and twist it around a couple times, it would undo whatever had happened. And sure enough, that worked. But 
I was I instinctively turned it over and said, yep, there's some Phillips screw heads. I may yep. go get a screwdriver and see if I can fix it. And if that happens on this, you just can't ever fix that. And I think it's a mistake, even though it's really, really nice design. I, I think it's a huge mistake because in three years, the battery on this thing is going to last you 45 minutes, just like a PlayStation 4 controller. Like my launch PlayStation 4 controllers, they last maybe a half hour, 40 minutes when I'm playing games. And you could you could open them up and, and there's after party um, battery replacements. And I looked into that, um, but I, I didn't do it at the end. I just got a new PlayStation 4 controller on sale because it was cheaper than doing that process. Um, but not having the ability to do that in the future is is a problem. It would be really nice if there was even just a door um, that went into the back for where your battery goes. Um, because the, the the fact that this is a little computer, and when you hit the little steady button and it turns on, it takes like 15 seconds to boot up. Um, it, you'll get to a point where uh, you can't even, it, it, the battery won't even last that long to actually boot your controller um, to then plug it into power. So... Um, there's going to be an issue in the future. So hopefully they can work on that for future releases of the Stadia controller, make it so that you can do a, a, at least a battery replacement, if not open it all up and see what's happening if you have like a gummed up uh, A button or something. Or you know what else they could do? They could make sure that uh, they have stores like Google stores where you can walk in like you can with an Apple store mm. because you know, I can't replace the battery in my phone on my own, but I can walk, uh, not walk because it's an hour drive from me because I live in the middle of nowhere. But <laughs> that 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 aside, a lot of people can just walk to an Apple store and say, hey, the battery in this is garbage. Can you replace it? And then, you know, then they pay for that replacement. Right. You know, being able to walk into a store, that's one of the reasons why I, that's one of the reasons I ended up not getting a Pixel phone is because, there is no place that I can take it and say, here, please fix this if right. there's a problem with it. Where with an Apple phone, I can go to the Apple store and say, here, please fix this. And sure, I could ship it off and get it fixed that way, but then I don't have a phone for a couple of days. If if that happened yeah. with my with my controller, I find it ridiculous that, that Google does not have the shells for the... Uh, for the Founders Edition, like bunches of them, in case these fail eventually someday, they, they got a, they've got enough uh, money that they could afford to have a warehouse full of those things just in case. Well, I don't know if it's uh, ridiculous or not. That happened to me. Like you can't really see it on on camera because um, my my screen is so dark. This is my Xbox One controller. When I bought a new Xbox One. I bought the purple Kevin um, Xbox One, which was purple for Fortnite, which was the big glowing cube in Fortnite um, of a few. Oh, seasons right, right, ago. right. Okay, I was very um, confused, so, but I remember now. <laughs> so it was Kevin, Kevin the Cube. Uh, so it was a purple color. My controller that came with it um, would desync constantly. So I'd be playing five minutes, fifteen, half hour. It would basically disconnect, and then I'd have to turn the power of the controller off and then turn it back on which when you're playing Fortnite is not a fun thing because you get shot in the face. Um, so I contacted support. They sent me another purple controller. Everything was perfectly fine. Uh, everything went well for about a month. And then the, um, the uh, I guess the share button or whatever, the some games use it as kind of a menu button, that stopped working. And I'm like, what the hell? So I've had two purple controllers have issues. So I sent, uh, I, I contacted support again. And this time I actually had to send it in first before they would send me a replacement. They verified the issue and they sent me a third purple controller. Um, 
so if this was if this was Stadia, um, they wouldn't have been able to do that because uh, apparently they ran through um, a, just a print run of the uh, the night blue, and then when those ran out, that was it. I, I guess they didn't hold enough back um, in in support for replacements and, and fixes and things like that. So um, that's the problem with buying um, special edition colors. Sometimes you get uh, you get you get in trouble like that where it, it breaks down the line and there's just no way to replace or repair that specific color of controller. Now, let me ask you a question, and I promise, guys, we'll get to the news. We're just we're, we're having fun talking about Stadia controllers. Let me ask you a question, though. Your Stadia Founders Edition controller, mm-hmm. do you like this color better or worse than the Wasabi? Um, I like the orange under the sticks. I really love that because I love orange. Um, I, I like the Wasabi because it's not white. Um, I have a lot of controllers that are, are either white or gray, which I don't really like. I, I think even though they never do, I think they're going to show dirt in the future. Um, but that's never happened because I don't have dirty hands when I play games. Um, but the actual Stadia color, like I, I just, or the Wasabi color rather, I, I just love it. Like it's, it's a really nice, uh, light kind of greeny tealy, uh, kind of color with the bright neon yellow sticks. I, I really love it. So let me let's imagine for a second that back when we ordered our founders editions you got to choose the color and let's pretend that whatever they call this midnight blue or whatever let's pretend Mm -hmm. that this is not a limited edition thing right which color would you have ordered wasabi okay yeah me too i i also would have ordered wasabi because i think it looks better even though i have not yet seen it in person i think it looks better so part of me like if I had to replace this one, yeah, I would be sad because it's limited edition, but I would like the one that I would get as a wasabi as better. I would mm-hmm. not want white or black. Right. But, yeah, uh, but same. wasabi I'd be uh, uh, happy for. Exactly. Uh, we had one question in the chat while we were talking. It was um, from Shen. Would you say the new controller uh, controller's triggers are less sensitive? Um, so one thing, um, one thing you can hear... Uh, we'll see if you can hear it. I don't know if my mic will pick it up, but when you press the trigger on the founders, it's like very clicky. It's like there's a hard stop um, with this one. Oh, weird. There's there's no clicky to it. So I, I don't know if they put like a, a little bit of rubber in it to to make it um, not as clicky when you're pushing the triggers. Um, I find that the, the, the shoot button is still very sensitive. It would be nice if there was a utility where you could basically configure your dead zones for um for that button um but it's not as it's not as sensitive as my founders was i feel Um, like that's the case i think it's a borderlands thing i don't know if you've been trying it on other games but on borderlands i feel like i will often go into my zoom when i didn't mean to just by Mm -hmm. barely touching it and that doesn't Mm -hmm. happen to me in destiny 2 so i think that's a borderlands thing i could be wrong though it's been a while since i played destiny I found it with Destiny. Uh, originally, I thought it was a it was lag where I would shoot and then I would shoot a second time, and I'm like, that's weird. So I thought there was like lag. It was thinking that I was pushing the button twice when I only pushed it once. Uh, but what I found, what it was, was when I was letting go of the shoot button, I was keeping it pressed in just a little bit so that it would shoot a second time, and then after that second shot, I'd usually remove my finger. So I was still getting it in Destiny. I haven't played Destiny with this new controller to see if it's the same thing. Um, but yeah, sounds I think like it's definitely- you have an assignment. Yeah, I, I definitely think it's an issue with the controller where 
um, a, a lot of controllers they'll have a dead zone for the sticks or the triggers where the first two percent of of um, pushing at the at the front and at the end um, doesn't actually do anything. Um, and some controllers um, like this guy, my uh, 8-bit Doe SN30 Pro Plus, you can actually go into um, a, a, a program and you can actually individually set the dead zone for the left and right analog stick and, and both your triggers. It'd be nice if maybe Stadia had some sort of thing um, like that where um, where it would allow you to adjust the dead zones or have just like a something in the menus where you could adjust the dead zones for each of your controllers that you have uh, because that is an issue that we've had with controllers for a while um, where some people prefer the ability to push the the trigger a little bit before it triggers um, other people just want it to be instantaneous so um, hopefully they can they can adjust for that in the future well uh, we've been talking for quite a long time usually we discuss the games that we have been playing uh, but because Lloyd and I've been talking about this other stuff so much it's uh it makes more sense for us to move on and we can if you really want to know what we've been playing we've been playing a lot of borderlands and we did this 20 yep. minute uh discussion uh about how we what we think of borderlands 3 because we both have now finished it so please go back and either watch that video or listen to that episode of the podcast uh yep. let's move on to the news and uh, let's start with this um, this community post from Google. It's uh, basically what happens after my three free months of Stadia Pro are up. And uh, let's look at the FAQ. So it says here, what happens to my Stadia account if I cancel my Pro subscription or when my three-month Pro Sta uh, Stadia Pro expires? So the answer is... Uh, if you decide to opt out of your Stadia Pro subscription, your, your account will be reverted to the free version of Stadia when you reach your subscription renewal date. Your Stadia Pro subscription will automatically renew, so though, so there's no lapse in your membership unless you actively cancel. Now, of the two of us, one of us has actively canceled, and it was more for an experiment, right, Lloyd? Uh, I, I didn't cancel. Oh, I thought, <laughs> I thought you canceled so you could see what happens. I did. And then I got really nervous um, right when everybody was starting to renew. And I'm like, what if I lose my founder's name? It's not going to happen. But what if that happens? What if there's some <laughs> weird bug? And I went in and I renewed. All right. I was I was scared. Well, all right. That's fine. We can find out what happens <laughs> because I have two accounts. Right. Ah, I've got I've right. got my my first account that I got when Stadia first shipped. And then because I had claimed that on the wrong email address, my friend who had bought a, uh, a another Founders Edition and just has it sitting on a shelf, he sent me his uh, extra Founders code. So I have that code, and I just got to fix the website real quick there. Uh, so <laughs> I'm going to switch over to the the account that's it's called RJS because um, I tried to change my name to Bill, right. and uh, they won't let me. That has permanently been attached to my other account, which makes me pretty sad uh, because I wanted to use the other account or I wanted to use the, just the name Bill instead of Run Jump Stomp. But by the way, if you want to friend me on uh, Stadia, I'm at or, or I'm Run Jump Stomp and he's Dazmi. He's right down there. I don't know why I pointed over there. All right. So uh, on there, I bought uh, Guilt. I bought Darksiders Genesis and I bought Final Fantasy 15. And those are the only games that I can see on here. And this is very interesting. If you go into the store, which I don't understand why they did it this way. If I go into, uh, that's Stadia Pro Games. If I Okay, yes. If I go into Stadia Pro Games, 
All right. And I look on my Stadia Pro games, it shows Destiny 2 the Collection as a Stadia Pro game, and um, Farming Simulator 19, Metro Exodus, and Thumper, as well as Guilt. It shows those games as the games that are available for Stadia Pro. However, I know that I also claimed Tomb Raider when, mm. when this account was active, and it's not showing it. Now, I know that if I resubscribed, then it would show up. Right. But I don't understand why they're not showing me that as resubscribe and you get this because that would convince people to resubscribe. You know, they would resubscribe or they would be looking through there and they'd be like, oh yeah, that's right. I can play, if I resubscribe right now, I can have access to all these other games. So they need to have a third option. There's there's a, a, a thing on here that says purchased. There's one on here that says pro free. And then they have, they should have something that says claimed access this right. again when you resubscribe or something like that. I think that that's a big mistake on their part, not showing me that. So if you go to your main menu in your Stadia app and you have all the games that are scrolling at the bottom, yeah. do you see the do you see the other games you've claimed down there? Or no. do they not show up there either? It only shows me the games that I have purchased. Oh, which see, that's, they, that's a fail. Yeah. They should have right at the end, they should be grayed out saying, uh, you also own these, uh, resubscribe for access. Exactly. It would be a, a really great way to to just advertise that. Right. And I don't understand what they're, what they're, I, I, maybe people, maybe they were trying to avoid all of the calls that they would get. Hey, it or, says here that I've got this game, but when I tap on it, it doesn't work. Yeah. You know, they, maybe they, they were trying they I don't know. Yeah, like I, I get that. And maybe they are they don't want the people on Reddit to complain, uh, to say, <laughs> hey, why is it showing me all these games? And maybe they don't want that hate. But if they had like a badge over top of it that says resubscribe to pro for access and you would just see a grayed out icon of the game that you owned, um, I think that might be a, a nice little prodding. Um, like maybe not this month, but maybe in a couple months when people come back to Stadia right. because... Uh, another game they really want to play is on it. And it's like, oh yeah, that's right. I got I got Thumper. I didn't even play Thumper. If I resubscribe now, I get access to, I don't know, whatever new pro game is the month, six months from now. Um, I don't know, uh, Grand Theft Auto. Say Grand Theft Auto is the pro game because in this fictional future, this is coming to Stadia. <laughs> and it's like, oh, I not only get access to GTA, but then I can actually play Thumper and I can play Tomb Raider and I can play all the other games that I had. Um, I, th I think that would be uh, a really, a really great way, but that that's in the future. So they still have time to, to work on things like that. All right. So, so there's one fail on their part. Here's another mm -hmm. one. And this one I think is even bigger. If I go yeah. into the Stadia pro deals, it just shows the games that are, that you get uh, a, a discount on for Stadia pro deals. So it says right. borderlands three, $60. Borderlands 3 Deluxe Edition, $80. Borderlands 3 Super Deluxe Edition, $100. It does not show me what the discount would be until I actually click or tap on the game. And then it doesn't tell me the price. It tells me how much I save. So on Borderlands 3, I'm going to put this up on the screen so people can really see it. All right. On here, it says Borderlands 3. $60 game, save $29.99 with Pro. It does not tell me what the price would be if I were a Pro subscription. They make me do the math. And that is just 
bananas to me. It should, yeah. on this screen right here, it should say, this is your price. This is your price if you're a pro subscriber. This is your yeah. price. This is your price if you're a pro subscriber. It's just foolish. It is. <laughs> like, if you go to the PlayStation Store, um, they always have deals for PlayStation Plus subscribers. Um, and it will say $50 or uh, $19.99 for PlayStation Plus. And it's, it's in uh, it's an orange writing or yellow writing. You know that it's a PlayStation Plus thing. Uh, when you click through to the game, it says if you if you subscribe to PlayStation Plus, you save $40 or $30. Uh, but at least it shows both prices there. Um, so, yeah, in the future, maybe they could change that for their UI. Because um, I know it's just one line, um, but then they could have in brackets uh, $19.99 for Pro. Yeah. Um, just just to like market you have you have uh, you have like a captive audience here they're looking at your store market the pro service that you're selling because it's like okay i'm saving thirty dollars right now buying borderlands if i buy it with pro well pro's only 10 bucks so i could save 20 dollars if i just subscribe to pro and then buy the game i'm gonna totally do that and they're gonna get that many more people signing up for pro they claim new games eventually they're gonna get a game they don't want to lose and then they're going to go that way. Um, from a marketing standpoint, that would just totally make sense for them to do that. And it's not; it doesn't bother me. I, it doesn't affect me. I don't really care nope. that that's what they're doing. I just think that they're leaving money on the table by 100%. not more effectively showing people what what they can get. Maybe there's some kind of market research that we're not aware of that Could made be. them make that decision. But I think that that is the wrong decision. At the end of the day, it doesn't matter. It doesn't actually affect anything, but it's just yep. it just seems weird. Uh, yep. A really poorly planned UI. Anyway, uh, let's go back to the FAQ. Uh, it says, what will happen if the Stadia Pro games I claimed, i.e. Destiny 2, the collection, it says you'll lose access to your claimed Stadia Pro games, but will retain access to the games you've purchased from the Stadia store. All right. Now, this is where a lot of people got really, really upset because there were some people out there who assumed that the Founders Edition came with Destiny 2, the collection. And the reason why they assumed that is because here's a screenshot from, uh, I don't I don't know what this actual screenshot is from. It looks familiar. I've seen it. But it says uh, $129 for your... Uh, it's from a tweet, okay? It says $129 for your Founders Edition comes with blah, 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 blah. One of the things it comes with is Destiny to the Collection, and there's no little asterisk there that says mm -hmm. this is part of your Pro subscription. However, if you look at the Stadia Connect, which happened on June 6th, that's when they first uh, did the first Stadia Connect, uh, at like the 19-minute mark, John Justice is on there standing in the giant white Google room and he says you get it as part of your um as part of your subs uh, pro subscription. So right. what do you think Lloyd? Do you think that people are right to be upset that uh Destiny do you think that people were right to assume that Destiny 2 was included outside of the pro subscription? Yeah, I I think it was um the the marketing for this was a little bit odd because I I assumed that when you bought the box, uh, my Stadia box is too far, but so I can't grab it. But if you bought the Stadia box, uh, you would get Destiny 2, the collection, as part of buying it. So you get the Chromecast Ultra, you get your controller, and you also got Destiny 2, the collection, which is all the content. 
And then I, I remember, um, I think it was Bungie was talking about it. And it's like, yeah, uh, Destiny 2, the collection, it's uh, on Stadia. You get access to it for the first year. So you're going to get all the content we release and all the stuff for the first year. You get to do all of your, your season stuff for the first year. And I'm like, okay, well, that's a really good bonus. You buy the package for 130 bucks. You get your controller, your CCU, and you get Destiny 2 for the whole entire year. Turns out, no, you get it for three months. And Destiny 2 itself is free on every other platform. You can play the base game of Destiny 2 on PC, on Xbox, on PlayStation. Um, on Stadia, when you don't pay for your three months, you don't get to play Destiny. Even the base version of Destiny just goes away. Uh, and I understand that Google hasn't talked about what their, um, what, what their process for free-to-play is going to be if they're going to allow free to play on base or if you have to have a pro subscription for free to play or if you get um, if you get in a queue on base like they haven't talked about anything and there's a million different ways that they could address it but um yeah it's just it's weird to me you would think that someone paid you 130 dollars with destiny 2 being advertised on it that that would be a game that you would own regardless of whether you're pro or not so Maybe that's initially what it was supposed to be, and then things changed, marketing changed, agreements changed, something else changed, and they're like, no, we can't just give people Destiny 2, we have to give them Destiny 2 and Samurai Showdown and this other game, Tomb Raider, and um, maybe the the furor from the initial founders about there's the only free game we get is this, what? Um, maybe that changed the way Google is moving forward, but there's just... A lot of confusion and and we've said that about a lot of the early communications from stadia is they weren't super clear and they're new to this and i understand that um but it would have been nice to get a little bit of clarification on the initial branding of destiny 2 being included as only if you are a pro subscriber right and, and you know in their defense you know john justice said it is yep. part of your of your pro subscription but 100%. then in this tweet it doesn't mention that. And that's mm -hmm. the big mistake is, again, their messaging where they have tripped over their own shoelaces and landed on their face. And now there's a bunch of people who are upset. And listen, Google, you got a lot of money. All right. Mm -hmm. Money can solve this problem. Here's how <laughs> you can solve this problem. You buy for every single person who has uh, got a, a, a founder's edition you right. go out and you buy for them because I guess if you up, if you buy one of the DLCs and any of the DLCs, you also will get access because, okay, so I guess I should probably explain this. Destiny two has a free base game and then there's a bunch of DLC that goes on top of it. Okay. If you go into the store and you buy one of those DLCs, you also will get access to the quote unquote free base game and then you can continue playing. So I think what Google should do is they should say, listen, we didn't do a good job communicating to you the fact that Destiny 2, the collection, was only given to you via um, your pro subscription, even though they said it in the YouTube video. And even though that they tweeted out stuff about that later, like before launch, this tweet right here, the one that I'm that's on the screen, this tweet is confusing to people and there are going to be people who bought this system uh, uh, for the sole purpose of playing destiny to the collection that's just the way it goes no matter what game uh, system you buy there is always one game that people bought it for 
And this is the one game that people bought it for. This is the pro game. So mm -hmm. solve your problem, Google, and just buy one of the DLCs for every single founder person so that they can continue to play Destiny 2. Maybe not all of the DLCs, but just sure. one of them so that they can keep playing the base game. And I think that you will have a lot of happy people on your on your hands. I don't yeah. know what to say about that, though, because, again, uh, free-to-play games are going to be locked behind the pro subscription, I believe. So Destiny 2 is a free-to-play game, and that's why you can't buy it yet. I don't sure. know. What do you think, Lloyd? Uh, I, I would love some clarity for how they're going to handle free-to-play, and I know they haven't really talked about it. Um, we have um, one... Wound wounder penguin <laughs> uh, wound up penguin oh wound up penguin there you go um said in the chat room that they said in one of their AMAs that um free to play is going to be uh part of is not going to be part of base that's and true. I don't recall that I remember yeah, them it was saying, Andrey Duranichev said that he said that like full on out I thought they said we have nothing to announce about free to play on pro or base um maybe I'm I'm wrong there I'm gonna have to go dig that up. Uh, because if that is indeed the case, then we we know what their their um, their process moving forward is going to be. That you need to have a pro subscription to play free to play games like Fortnite or whatever else is going to come to Stadia. Uh, I remember reading that, but I could also be remembering it wrong. So if somebody could find us the link and drop it in our Discord in the Stadia Cast channel, it would be awesome for us to be able to look at. Uh, but let's sure. move on from this. Um, we, we've really been talking for a long time. Let's take a quick break. We'll hear from a sponsor. When we come back, we have to talk a little bit about spitlings. Stick around. All right, everybody, we are back. Let's take a look at this interview with... Th this is an interview with Google and the creators of Spitlings. And I, I'm not going to read the whole thing. There's some interesting information in here. Um, first off, the game comes out February 25th. So on Tuesday, you're going to be able to play Spitlings on Stadia. Um, our, let's start with Lloyd. Do you care mm -hmm. about this game? Um, it looks fun. Um, I'm I'm gonna have no no four player local co op um, time ever on Stadia. I don't think. I don't think it's something that I'm gonna ever do. Um, uh, if the online works really well, I think this could be a lot of fun to get into. Um, if you're not familiar with Spitlings, uh, you're these little lobby QB things, and you're basically firing up at these blobs that are coming down. And when you hit a big blob, it it changed it into small blobs. If you ever played Buster Bros back in the day on like Super Nintendo or arcade, um, it's just like that, except it's four player. You can bounce into your friends, knock them into the line of fire and things like that. It looks really cool. Um, it would be really fun local four player at like a party setting um, on my TV, but I can't see myself buying three more Stadia controllers to play a game like this. I, I get what you're saying. Uh, however, th they are focused on this being an online multiplayer game. You can also play it locally, but it is an online multiplayer game. In fact, in the interview, they said something very, very... Uh, oh, my God, my iPad thinks I'm talking to it. Uh, they said something uh, in it. It says here, oh, gosh, where is it? What makes you excited to develop uh, Spitlings on Stadia? 
And they said Stadia gives us a chance to share spitlings with more players across different devices. And then, of course, blah, blah, blah. That's nonsense. Here's the real answer. It says, since we needed to make sure that playing with friends worked flawlessly, low latency and fluid gameplay on Stadia were huge factors for us. Additionally, we have some great new mechanics and features in the works that will be available post-launch. Now, I don't know what that means, but you got to remember that when you are connected to Stadia and you're playing a multiplayer game, your connection to the other players is incredibly good. And that is very, very exciting to me because we have all played, Lloyd and I both do Nintendo shows, and we have all played Nintendo's peer-to-peer stuff. And the peer-to-peer is always kind of a disaster unless the other person has it. Like if Lloyd and I play against each other, it's going to be a really, really great experience. But if I play right. against somebody on the Nintendo Switch who is in their backyard in a hammock sitting out in the sun as far from their Wi-Fi point as they can get, it's going mm-hmm. to be a horrible experience for me and for them. Um, that's never going to be a problem for me with stadia because the people who have bad connections they're going to be the only ones that have a problem i won't have a problem because i have a good connection and the problem that they will have will probably be less about stuttering or games gameplay freezing it'll be more about man this game kind of looks like crap because my connection is so bad there's lots of macro blocking (laughs) going on Uh, so everybody being having the same multiplayer parity level i think is mm-hmm. huge and it makes me very excited for it um I, what, do, what do you think, I think the, that's go ahead i was gonna say i think that's a great point but i've played a lot of um a lot of like four player co-op games with people in my basement and the game devolves into you making fun of each other and laughing like we used to play bomberman on the switch all the time when the switch first came out bomberman on the switch was not a really great game but having people over for drinks or a party or dinner and then go into the basement and play four-player Bomberman, the fun is being there with your four people in your basement. I've played also played a lot of four-player online games, and that fun of being around the people goes away. Even if you're on voice chat, it's not as fun of having people in the basement. So uh, I, I hope that this game is going to be fun to play online. Um, I'm, I'm excited to check it out. Um, but I, I don't, there's something special about actually playing couch co-op with, uh, with three other buddies and, and just getting on each other, uh, because someone screwed up or whatever. So it'll be interesting to see how this, how this game's, um, experience kind of evolves, uh, playing as an online only for most people, uh, four player, um, multiplayer party game. Right. And, And I agree being next to the people is definitely a better experience, but I don't think that that happens very often anymore. Most people, mm-hmm. they go, it, like, sometimes I have seen where, like, my son will prefer, like, he'll be invited to go hang out with at a friend's house, and he'll be like, but, but then we can't play a game together anymore because the game doesn't have split screen, whatever. So, like, they will, him and his friends will prefer to stay at their respective houses and play a game using voice chat sure and they will be able to do all of the things that they want to do that they couldn't do if they were all in the same house because they don't have uh four different screens or uh you know four different uh, con- uh systems and four, you know you know what i mean lloyd 
hundred percent. And I and I think that's kind of the the interesting thing. Like um, developers are trying to bring back old franchises, old gameplay types um, that only worked because it was four people crowded around an arcade cabinet or four people sitting in front of their uh, their N sixty four with four controllers plugged in. They're trying to recreate it online where that really doesn't work. Just similar to um, games uh, that were in the arcade where the only reason why they were fun was because you're trying to get as far as you can on a quarter. But when you play a game at home, you could just keep inserting quarters. So you could beat 1942 or you could beat Final Fight without any issues because you just you're, you you don't have a limitation of I only have four quarters in my pocket. I got to get as far as as I want. So they've they've taken the beat em up genre, for example, as one. And they've they've had to change it because it's no longer like just keep inserting quarters. It's now, OK, we're going to have unlocks. We're going to have this. We're going to have special uh, characters um, playing uh, River City Girls, for example is an amazing modern uh, side-scrolling beat-em-up where uh, previous versions of of side-scrolling beat-em-ups that have come out like uh, Streets of Red and um, oh, there's another one I can't think of the name of it was essentially just it's an arcade game but you just you don't have to put a quarter in the machine to play it so I think there there's fun to be had there it'll just be interesting to see how they they handle it as an a predominantly online only game where it's meant to be a game that is that used to be played with four people in the same basement, um, bumping to each other and and giving people Charlie horses for knocking you into a pit. I think that Lloyd, you, my friend, are suffering from rose-colored glasses. Not <laughs> not because that was not fun, because it was. But I think the younger generation of people, they don't have those memories. Hundred percent. And so, for them, being able to play online is much more important than being able to play couch co-op. I think that that yep. and and that generation of people they are getting older and older and older. And so, the really really old people like Lloyd and I, the people who remember those days of going to somebody's house and playing double dribble and having a tournament of, of double dribble on the NES we don't like that that just like w w that doesn't happen anymore and mm -hmm. the the most of the gaming community probably doesn't remember doing that kind of thing uh so i, I think that spitlings has some serious potential but uh, only time will tell and are you going to be picking it up uh, next week on tuesday i kind of want to um but it's one of those games where it all depends if i have friends that pick it up because it it's not a game that i'm going to want to play solo it's not a game that i'm going to want to play with randoms uh, so i guess it all it all depends if i know some people that have picked it up and they want to jump in and play it um i picked up trials um for example on stadia because everybody was talking about it on the discord i haven't played much of it um so it, that can bite me in the butt both ways. Either yeah. I buy a game and no one's playing it, or I buy a game that's everybody, everybody's playing, and then I just kind of go, eh, I don't really like it. So we'll see. Um, I, I think it might be a, a fun game to play with our with our uh, listeners. So maybe that's a, a good game to pick up. Yeah, I wish that they had said in this interview how much it was going to cost, but I don't see that anywhere. Do you want to? Do you want to guess? What, what sure. do you think? It, I, I think this is a twenty-five dollar game. Oh, I was going to say twenty. I thought that you and I were right on the like saying exactly the same thing. Yeah, I think it's going to be twenty. You think it's going to be twenty five? Yeah. Okay. I I I'm with that. Uh, listen, everybody, tweet at us. Uh, I'm at Run Jump Stomp. He's Dazmi. But use the hashtag StadiaCast and let us know what price do you think is the right price for Spitlings. And don't say five dollars. 
Don't say the price that you hope it is. Say what you think the right price is, not the price that you're hoping for, okay? So, or, or say what you think the price will be, not the price you're hoping for. Hopefully, that's uh, what, what uh, hopefully I'm getting that across. Um, so, hashtag StadiaCast on Twitter. I'm seeing... Um, $29.99 in chat, $15 in chat, $14.99 in chat. Uh, Res TV says the 80s, so he thinks it's going to be $80. <laughs> <laughs> All in right. Canada, that's yeah. what we pay for for regular uh, discs that you buy at the store, so it wouldn't surprise me. Uh, we, we did have a story in here that it's less than a month to GDC 2020, and we were going to talk about predictions, but I don't think that we should do that today because we've, we've already gone 48 minutes. So you want to push sure. that to next week? Yeah, let's do that. And and we want to talk a little bit about um, the SteamWorld games. Uh, there was an announcement oh. this week that um, we're getting four SteamWorld g- games on Stadia soon. Uh, and two of them will be free for pro members. Um, so uh, just want to throw that out. Bill did a really good uh, video. You can check it out on our YouTube channel. Um, damn you, Bill, for getting off three hours before I finish work um, that you can do all these videos. But uh, the SteamWorld Dig, uh, SteamWorld Dig 2 and SteamWorld Quest are going to be free for pro. Um, and they're also going to be $30 on the store. And then the other two games that aren't free for pro, I think, are $15 on the store. So it definitely pays to have a pro subscription if you want to play these games. Yeah, and those games are fantastic. Go back and watch my video if you haven't. And uh, by the way, I'm learning about color correction. So if it looks weird, that's why. I'm learning how to do things. Um, (laughs) All right, let's move on to crowd play. And there was something that I said at the beginning of the show that I wanted to talk about at the end of the show. Do you remember what it was, Lloyd? I told you to remember, and then I, I forgot. I am all hopped up on cold medication. I can't remember what I said three sentences ago. So, no, I don't remember. I meant to write it down, and I didn't. So. All right. Well, hopefully there somebody in chat will will remember what it was. Uh, Anthony Talcott sent in a super chat. Well, actually, we got a, a bunch of super chats that came in. So, uh, again, thank you to Lee and Ray for their super chats that happened before the show even started. Uh, JB sent in a $2 super chat. They said, this podcast is a great listen for Stadia News. Thank you very much. I appreciate that. Thomas N7 sent in a $2 super chat. Thank you very much for the support. He didn't leave a message with it. Anthony Talcott sent in a $5 super chat. Thank you for supporting at that level. They said, hey, Bill and Lloyd, been been enjoying Elder Scrolls Online, trying to find a good Archer build. Do you think Stadia will give the latest expansion as a pro deal? I hope so. Uh, So here's what I think is going to happen. Will it be a pro deal? I don't think that you're going to get it for free. No. But what I think that will happen is it will be a discount. And the way that the the game basically works is you buy the expansion, you have access to the base game, then there's other expansions that you can buy, and they're all optional. And if you are just starting out for the first time, what's going to happen is you're going to buy that expansion uh, for whatever the price is, it'll probably be $60, maybe a pro discount. Uh, so you buy that expansion and you will, st- the, the way Elder Scrolls Online works is so weird compared to other MMOs. The world is the same level as you, no matter what level you are. So you will start where all of the other people who have been playing this game for years are starting as well. They will, like, you will be doing the same quest as somebody who is uh, at the level cap and has uh, hundreds of champion points, they're going to be doing the same quests as you, and you can work together with them. So you don't have to go back and play all of the old stuff 
unless you want to. And it's really, really cool the way that they do that. But I think that it's just going to be, hey, here's the um, the Skyrim expansion or whatever they're calling it. I forget. Uh, here's the Skyrim expansion. Uh, just get started with that, and you're 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 not going to have the base game to buy, and then the expansion to buy. It's going to be all in one. Right. Okay. Uh, Sukotronic all sent in a also sent in a super chat. So thank you very much for Sukotronic. He did not uh, leave a message though. All right. Um, Kriparian sent in a tweet uh, using the hashtag StadiaCast, and they said, check this out. Google Stadia will be pre-installed on the next Asus ROG phone. This comes to us from 9to5Google. So thank you very much for the uh, the tweet, Kriparian. And I think I, I don't really care about this particular phone or whatever, but I think that this is important because a lot of people are going to forget that... Stadia is going to be pre-installed on a lot of Android phones, I believe. And that is going to be a huge, huge push. Once Stadia is free, that's going to be a huge push um, for uh, a huge push for Stadia and getting people to try it out because they're going to see this icon on their phone and they're going to be like, what the hell is this? Oh, I can play Red Dead Redemption 2 on my phone? Well, I'll try that out. And then they will, you know, they'll, they'll try it out and they'll see that it works really well. By the way, speaking of phones, I'm, I know I'm talking for a long time, but I can see that Lloyd is typing. Um, somebody sent in a picture of their phone sitting on top of their Nintendo Switch. And I said, mm-hmm. well, well, you know, if you look at that, the <laughs> Switch screen is actually bigger because it's taller. And then I, I took my phone, my iPhone 11 Pro, and I set it on top of my, squi- my Switch with the Switch on. And I couldn't see the screen. Um, and so my my phone screen is roughly the same size as my Nintendo Switch screen. And mm-hmm. for a lot of time, I've been saying, oh, I'm not going to play on my phone because the screen is going to be too small. I think I may have been wrong about that. I probably still yeah. won't play on my phone because you know, getting out the claw and hooking it up to my phone and wasting battery life. Like my phone is for other things, but for a lot of people out there, my argument that the phone is too small a screen is just a dumb argument. And uh, I just had to say that I was being dumb. Lloyd, what do you think about that? I I agree. Um, I, I have a, a iPhone 10 uh, and I played uh, a bunch of Halo uh, using the uh, xCloud beta like this. And it is not a pretty sight. <laughs> it's hard to see anything on the on the screen. Um, I I have old eyes. Uh, I know my daughter. She plays on her phone all the time. She plays um, Roblox and other games on her phone all the time. When she has a, a a switch hooked up to a TV, she has access to a PlayStation Four. She has access to Stadia, but she prefers to play this way. Um, so I think for people with younger eyes, that is the way they want to play. They want to do everything on their phone. Um, it seems to be um, a lot of kids. That's how they want to play video games on their mobile devices. So um, it could just be that's not for me. Um, but it's also uh, it's for a lot of people. And your your point about Stadia being installed on a lot of uh, Android phones coming up, I think that's going to be part of the normal Google suite. If you want to if you want to have the Play Store on your phone, you need to have the Play Store. You need to have Chrome. You need to have Stadia. You need to have Google Docs. Uh, you need to have Google Mail. Uh, all uh, Stadia will just become one of those parts that's going to be bundled in. And I think, yeah, more often than not, you're going to see that Stadia icon on any new device that comes out. 
All right. Our next question comes from Michael Perkins. Uh, they sent a $5 super chat. Thank you very much for supporting Michael. It says, any idea how many servers Stadia has? I would imagine that the limiting factor for base will be how many machines they have and what is the capacity. Ideas? Lloyd, you want to start that one off? Oh, geez. I don't even know. Like uh, Google Google has probably some of the, the biggest uh, footprint for hardware of any company out there. Um, they have super nodes. They have edge nodes. They have... Um, caching servers they have they have like all this equipment all over the world um that is all connected to a super high speed network um and they can all talk to each other really really fast um google hasn't hinted uh, at, at the number of blades that they have out there in the uh in the cloud i, I would think that would if they want to launch base soon they're gonna have to have a million uh half a million uh, of these things out there uh, unless they want people to have lines um but yeah i have i have no I, I don't have any way to even guess at the number of machines that they have out there sitting in the cloud yeah i don't have a guess for that either however i do have to say that the way that they roll out base in my opinion and i don't have any inside information on this but i'm guessing that the way that they're going to roll out base is going to be the same way that they rolled out gmail you can get an invite from a friend like a buddy pass or you will just be invited. So the, you, like everybody will apply and they'll say, hey, I want to be on Stadia. And then they'll say, all right, we sent out uh, this week's uh, people who can start playing. So those people will start playing and they're going to do this based on the number of blades that they have so that they don't get oversaturated because what they know is going to happen is that people will start playing and then... X percent of those people will continue to play and the rest of the percent will say, well, I'm too busy to do this or, you know, I'll play once a week or something because they're not like super into it. And th those people will fall off. And then as mm -hmm. the number of people who are using Stadia continues to dwindle, then they'll say new set of invites have gone out and that, then it will balloon back up to their... Um, uh, to to their their limit, and then slowly over time it will drop back down, and it will be this this ebb and flow over time. It'll be fits and starts, and I think that that's how they're going to avoid uh, being uh, saturated and having people wait in the queue. And of course, the people who will never have to wait in the queue will be the the people who are pro subscribers, and I think that that's perfectly reasonable that's the same thing that geforce now is doing they i mean yeah. they, they aren't doing the ebb and flow thing but they're saying if you don't want to wait in the queue then subscribe and i think that that's perfectly fine and that's that's how i anticipate google doing it but thank you for the question michael definitely yeah i i agree and as stadia blade uh 1.1 and 1.2 and 2.0 and 3.0 come out um, Google's going to continue to have this old hardware just laying around um, and maybe they can repurpose some of it. Like maybe it can be search appliances or do do um, another duty, uh, but then be available whenever a, a free pro, uh, a free uh, Stadia base user wants to play um, because the current blades that are out there can do uh, 4K. Um, but if you're a base, you don't have access to 4K, so it can do 1080p, 60 frames a second, or 30 frames a second, or or 720p, or whatever. Keeping this old hardware around and have the game still playable on it would allow Google to then just increase the number of machines that are available to base um, just by adding newer hardware into their um, 
in, into their data center. So they have so many different ways that they can grow in the future. It's going to be interesting to see how this plays out over the next year, two years, five years. Yeah, somebody in in uh, in our community Discord over at runjumpstomp.com slash Discord was asking this morning, do we think that when they upgrade to the next version of Stadia, you know, the, you know, they upgrade the blades, obviously they're going to do these in segments though they're going to update they can't do them all at once it's impossible you know Mm -hmm. it's not like when you sell a new console and then people bring them home and they plug them in they could just unhook the stuff themselves plug in the next thing and start playing when they roll out the next version of stadia which by the way we won't have to pay for that's another reason why i'm excited for stadia um when they do that that's going to happen in batches and obviously what will happen is they will make sure that they that based on what game you launch it's probably going to say okay we're going to launch you on this like l- let me give you an example let, let's get a new a new version out there and i go to launch red dead redemption 2 they're going to put me on the new version to give me the most power for the most bang for my buck buck if I'm launching a game like, we'll say, um, pa- uh, Panzer Dragoon Remake or Serious Sam uh, Trilogy, that's probably going to be launching on the older hardware because it doesn't require as much power. So based on what game you're playing, is probably what, ser- uh, what version of Stadia you're going to be playing on. And at the end of the day, because I don't have to buy anything, because I don't have to worry about the hardware... It doesn't matter to me. It all becomes invisible magic, which at the end of the day is a good thing for the end user. Exactly. And Google has these points all over the world where they want to have Stadia close to you. So um, uh, they'll install a bunch of Stadia blades in, say, Toronto to cover uh, the Ontario. And they'll put a bunch in in um, Quebec for all the Montreal people. And I think the ones for from Winnipeg, I think, are in <laughs> South Dakota. I don't All think we Canadian have, uh, references, by the way. Well, I'm just talking about what I because I looked into if we had a super node nearby, and I don't believe there's one by Manitoba. So I think it might be South Dakota or North Dakota. So they they have to upgrade all these things across uh, North America, but they're also in in Belgium and Denmark and Sweden and Spain and Netherlands and Italy. <laughs> like they they have all these things all over the world. Unlike some other providers, like. Um, what uh, Sony is doing for their um, their uh, PlayStation Now, um, I don't think they have the same number of data centers as Google does. So when you're playing a game, you are also playing um, uh, on a server that is far away from you. So a lot of the input lag that you're getting isn't because of the service, it's because of the distance between you and where that machine is, where Stadia is doing its best to get rid of that. So rolling out Stadia 2.0 is going to be a long process across a whole huge number of data centers all around the world. Um, and it's going to be a, a slow rollout for sure. Well, I have to say that these were some really good questions that people sent in and we could sit here all day and answer those questions, but the podcast would get really, really long. So here's what we're going to do. I don't know if Lloyd can stick around cause I know that he's under the weather and not feeling very well, but I'm going to stick around after the show is done recording and continue to answer those questions. And by the way, if you didn't know, this is live on YouTube. If you're watching this, don't forget to hit that like button. Don't forget to subscribe and click the bell. It lets YouTube know that our content is worth consuming 
And so then they are more likely to recommend that to other people. So that is the biggest thing that you can do to help us out. Yes, the super chats help, but don't forget to like, subscribe, and ring the bell because it lets YouTube know that we're doing a good job. All right. Let's wrap up the show. You can follow the show on Twitter at StadiaCast. You can follow me at RunJumpStomp. You can follow Lloyd at DazMe. Be sure to use the hashtag StadiaCast so that we can find your tweets. We had so many great Super Chats. I couldn't get to the the, the hashtag StadiaCast um, tweets that came in, so maybe next week. Uh, join the StadiaCast Discord. I already mentioned that URL, so make sure you check that out. And while you're joining Discords, don't forget about Lloyd's Discord over at rezd.tv slash Discord. Make sure you check that out. Music that you are about to hear is Subterranean Kamikaze by Zircon. Check out their stuff at zirconstudios.bandcamp.com. Lloyd, feel better, man. I will try. Thanks, man. (laughs) 